And now, Jalen and Jacoby. Where the fuck is Trump? Head to dead. Gotta give us what we want. Uh, gotta give us what we need. Worry about my posse getting jumped. Cause if we ever do, yo TV pop the trunk. Cause we make a pop the trunk and hit the switch. Now act stupid, I'll pop the trunk. <laughs> give me a What up, though? Hey, Reg, start the dope hit intro again in the industry again, please. And now, Jalen and Jacoby. Gotta give us what we want. Uh, gotta give us what we need. Hey. Where the pop the trunk. About my posse getting jumped. Cause if we ever do, yo TV pop the trunk. Cause we make a pop the trunk and hit the sweet. Now act stupid, I'll pop the trunk. <laughs> give me your He is Jalen Anthony Rose. What up, though? I'm David Jacoby. And on the cool check in. Center stage on the mic. Are we putting it on wax. It's the new style. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What is it that we do? We give the people what they want. Jalen, we have a good game tonight on Thursday Night Football. Two teams that could be Super Bowl contenders. Or two teams that might not even make the playoffs. We're going to find something out about these teams tonight. It is the Rams against the Seahawks. The last time that the Rams took a football field, they gave up 55, 55 points. 55 to Jameis. They gave up 55 points to Jameis and the Bucks. You know, they've got a lot of big names on the defensive side of the ball. Should they be concerned about the defense? Not yet. Mm-hmm. Because Jared Goff threw the football... 68 times. I know. That doesn't help your defense, number one. No. Number two, Todd Gurley, the highest paid running back in football, carried the football five times. Splitting carries. Five Todd, times. Todd Gurley. If you, if you drafted him in fantasy, you are not happy. They have to get back to their identity. Under Sean McVay, ball control has been the key. Mm-hmm. When they hold the football almost half of the game, they're virtually unbeatable. And let that defense rest. And let that defense get a rest. If you're going to keep them out on the field like that, they're going to get torched. And Jameis was up for the task before touchdown passes. Aaron Donald, not doing a lot this season. Now, people look at the double teams, but, you know, Khalil Max getting double teams sometimes. Do you think Aaron Donald, lack of production, I mean sacks, is a function of... Him, deep uh, offenses scheming against him or him just kind of having a slow start? I think he's so very good. They're double, they're triple teaming him. And when you have an offense that's not giving you a chance to rest, Mm -hmm. he's a human being. And when you have your D-backs not covering the way they used to, the quarterback doesn't have to get rid of the football. I'm sorry. The quarterback is able to get rid of the football faster. Mm-hmm. That's happening. And then when he's not pass rushing, they're able to sit back. And you saw Mike Evans strolling, skipping, skipping into the skipping end zone. Skipping on the goal line. Yes. But the other side of the ball is interesting, too. The Seahawks are sitting at 3-1. and one. Oh, Okay. Look at them. They've got a good start. They lost to the Saints. But here are the teams that they've beaten, Jalen. You tell me which one of these teams is a good football team. Okay. The Broncos. The Cardinals. And the Steelers. Those are their three wins. So is this team, yeah, the Seahawks, they've got it together, they're good? Or is this team like, you know what? I don't know. Well, two of those teams were projected to have really good defenses. 
this wasn't the 0-4 Denver that they faced. Mm-hmm. This wasn't the one without Chubb who got injured for the year. So what it showed me is Russell Wilson continues to f- flourish as a franchise quarterback. He does. Okay. They lost Doug Baldwin. We're not even talking about it. Nope. Lockett's getting up the field. Yep. Disley as a tight end is making plays. Carson has become a running back that they can rely on. And so they have balance. And what they've done over the years is slowly improve their offensive line. Good point. And, and Russell, with his baseball background, you notice when you watch their games, he don't take big hits. And he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to run every time like he used to. Remember three, four years ago, he was just running, flushed out the pocket. He was running for his life. Run. He was running all the he, time. He's like, hey man, I'm Mary Sierra. <laughs> I'm not we have to take his hits anymore. I hey man, yeah. y'all need to get something happening with this offensive line. So Russell Wilson has been in the league for a long time mm-hmm. and he represents something that you wanted to discuss for a long time. You might, you might have to do something for this time. I, I know. So, watching football each week, I follow the trends of things that could take. Hey, hey, I know this is a serious program. Hey, man, I've been going to the dentist. My mouth what? is sore, dog. What, what are we doing? 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 Oh, no. Jalen, take his tooth out. Jalen, show the people your tooth. I got to take this out. Yo, this is such a serious dentist. topic. You had to take the tooth out for this one. Absolutely. So, what I've noticed is the kickoff returns are barely happening. I think mm-hmm. the Lions have the only one. Bell cow running backs that carry over 30 times are basically becoming extinct. People don't really use fullbacks. People don't really use the 4-3. And then all of a sudden, I looked under center. I'm like, there's a lot of black quarterbacks. Mm. As a matter of fact, it's more starting and participating black quarterbacks in the NFL right now than ever. Than ever before. And let me compare that to another position for some context. Look at this list, Jacoby. How many black One, two, three, punters four, five, six, or seven, kickers eight, nine, ten, are in the league? Eleven. How many Zero. black? Zero. Correct. That's how the quarterback position used, used to, to be. be. It really was. The quarterback was position up, and the kick, it was like Reggie Randall, Randall Cunningham popped up. Yeah. And, like, and, and Warren Moon. Yeah, Warren Moon. I used to love Warren Moon. Uh, exactly. So, so now, a position that the intellect was questioned, the mm-hmm. ability to... Perform on Saturdays in college and or Sundays in the league was being questioned. And now the players on defense have gotten so fast. You a lot of times either need somebody that's really accurate that can throw from the pocket or can elude the rush to the point where they can get out of the pocket and make a play with their legs. Mm -hmm. So their their intelligence has now changed what we see happening in the NFL under center. Very well put. I'm glad you took your tooth out for that one. (laughs) Jalen. We have a Jalen update. I felt like Fred Sanford. This time, it's Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. Remember he was sick, and they had a back problem, and then he went to go um, be with someone who's going to have his child, and now he still not practicing with the team. But the owner of the Jags made a statement. Here is what Shad Khan had to say. He said, quote, We value the values Jalen adds to us, mm-hmm. to the Jaguars. I think we value him highly. We're still looking at what is the right thing for the Jaguars, and I think right now the best thing is to have him be part of the team. First okay. thing I think about when I see Jalen and Jaguars is JRLA. That's right. That's right. The Jalen Jaguars. <laughs> Jalen Rose Leadership Academy Jaguars. You can always support JRLADetroit.com. So, Jalen, um, Shad Khan values his value. It mm-hmm. says the best thing is for him to be part of the team, but he's not part of the team for whatever reason you want to pick from the menu. So what does this mean about Jalen Ramsey moving forward? This means 
Minshew Mania mm-hmm. and Leonard Fournette mm-hmm. and that offense finding a way to get itself together. Yep. They still have Calais Campbell, one of the best defensive linemen in football. They're playing really well. They're now going to show him that we're creating something special around here. I know you said you wanted to get traded, but we have something in the AFC that we really believe that we can improve on. Now, if we have you on the field, we can go to the next level. If they keep performing well and he's not playing, at some point, if the players think that it's not because he's injured, you saw what happened with Baltimore and Earl Thomas. Yep. When their nose tackle didn't play, it all of a sudden became a dispute. I hope this doesn't carry to the point where players feel he's not playing even though they think he can. It has to be difficult. This isn't a contract holdout. This isn't, hey, I'm, I'm undervalued. I need my money like Melvin Gordon type of situation. This is, I don't want to play with you guys. I'm too good for this team. And the excuses are starting to pile up a little bit. Well, what happens is you can't really designate somebody's back injury. Like, Della, Della Dime, when she got injured in the game, mm-hmm. they came out with a diagnosis. Her name Behind his name, yep. we see back. Yes. Okay? So, when it starts with being sick, and then, obviously, to be the birth of your child, and then the back, it makes some people look at it sideways. I look at it sideways. I'm not afraid to say it to a microphone. I look at it sideways. But as an all-pro player that loves the game so much, if he can play... At some point, it's going to be eating him up that he can't be out there performing the game he loves. Especially if they keep winning. They keep winning on the back of my guy, Gardner Minshew. You mentioned Minshew Mania. And the Jags are now trying to make a little money off of Minshew Mania. They have a package where you can get a bandana and a mustache and you get an on-field picture with your gear. So here's my question. We have this whole bill in California about getting paid off your likeness, (laughs) right? And I understand that. But something tells me that Mr. Minshew gets, I don't know, 0% of the proceeds from this project. Well, he's a professional, and he gets to trot out there with a uniform on and play quarterback. Mm -hmm. And you and I both know if you can perform at that position, you can make generational wealth. Yes. He's going to be someone that was under the radar. The last pick in the draft, Tom, um, the sixth round, he, he was drafted where Tom Brady was drafted in the sixth round. Now, all of a sudden, he got a nickname. He got a mini pack. He's going back to his collegiate game. Yeah, he's a legend. Correct. And so, if he can continue to perform well, we're going to see more and more things happen for him like this. Well, I'm excited about Minshew Mania. And I'm going to buy a bandana and mustache. Jalen, wild card, American League action. Winner go home game last night in Oakland. Let's just look how it started. Yandy Diaz in the box. This is the first at-bat of the game. Bang! Got after it, and Yandy wasn't done. He had two home runs. I kept waiting for Oakland to come back in this game, but they, the bats of the Tampa Bay Rays just let him out. They had four home runs in total. Yandy had two. So now the Tampa Bay Rays, off of this win, have to play the Houston Astros. So my question for you is this. You see them celebrating in the locker room. Is this momentum building, or is this an emotional hangover from the celebration and the focus on that one game. Like, do you think this helps them or hurts them as they head into play I one of the best teams in baseball? I think it definitely helps them. I think it's momentum building. The problem is when you play against Houston, they have some of the most stout pitching mm-hmm. that Major League Baseball has seen. Yes. And when you have aces like that, they control the game. So 
I would be very curious to see them hitting opposite field home runs like that against some of the, against the Houston pitching. That pitching. And also, you already burned your ace. Like you have that win. They, like you had that one game. So all of your starters are ready to come in relief or whatever. And then all of a sudden, you have to go to Houston and face their pitchers, and you're looking at your second pitcher. Can I shout the A's for a second, however? Okay. As Detroit and Oakland have a kinship. I've heard you cousins. say this before a million times. It almost breaks my heart. Why? That all of the professional teams took the check and left. The Raiders left. The Warriors left. The Oakland A's are staying. I appreciate that. As somebody that loves Ricky Henderson so very much, I appreciate that. Shout out to Ricky Henderson. Steph Curry, one of those players that's leaving Oakland. Going to San Francisco where the Warriors will play. And he was at practice and um he couldn't help but notice something was missing. Here's what he had to say about one of his reactions from his first practice. He said, I texted Andre Igadala yesterday. I had a little heartfelt moment. I said, I miss you, bro. Things change obviously. We talked about it all summer, and I knew this situation was happening, but this is definitely weird. So they're without Andre Igadala, they're without Livingston. They're without some real contributors on that Warriors roster. How much do you think losing those veterans, that leadership in the locker room will hurt the Warriors? I think it matters, but ultimately something's going to happen with him in Memphis where he's going to end up with a contender. Mm -hmm. So I believe that he's going to get another chance to play playoff basketball. Andre Iguodala, former Finals MVP. But what I want to make sure I stress is the beauty of a team is when your leader – is as inclusive and caring as Steph Curry is. Good point. I like the stats, 50, 40, 90, 30 a game, oh, yeah. shattering all the three yeah, records. 30 points whenever you want. But I was in the arena when KD got hurt. And when you watch that footage of him limping back to the huff, limping back to the um, locker room, Steph Curry was right behind him, rubbing his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Going to be all right. I got you. Same with Clay. When Draymond comes out and says, people sleeping on us this year. Don't we still got Steph Curry? Yes. That's how I feel, too. And so for this moment, yeah, they're going to miss Andre Iguodala, but they still got the Splash Brothers when healthy. Draymond Green and D'Angelo Russell, who was an all-star last year. Willie Cauley-Stein is going to make big plays for them, block shots, rim run. So the Golden State Warriors, mark my words, They'll be six, seven, and eight. I don't want to face them in the first round of the playoffs. I don't want to face them. But they're going to get somebody in the first round. And it's, it's going to be, be a problem it's be one for of those that situations team. where your teams might intentionally lose games not to match up with the Warriors it out right there at the right end of now. the season. You'll see that happening. I love it when that happens. Be like, ooh, the Warriors? Like, maybe we don't want the three seed. Maybe we'll get down to the four seed. Mm-hmm. You will see it in the NBA. Remember where you heard it first at Jalen and Jacoby. It's time to give the people what they want. Listen, I am still eating my butcher box. I know that the grilling season is coming to a close, but you can still get out there and grill. And the Butcher Box meats are the best I've ever had in my life. If you haven't taken advantage of their amazing offers, you need to listen up. Every month, Butcher Box delivers humanely raised, 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, heritage-bred pork, and wild-caught Alaskan salmon directly to your door. You choose from four curated boxes, or you can customize your own box with all of your favorite cuts. And guess what? It comes with free shipping. ButcherBox makes high-quality meat with no added hormones or antibiotics easier than ever. The last box I got, bacon. 
my family goes through so much bacon. The kids love bacon. My wife loves bacon. Who doesn't love bacon? We put bacon in everything. Got like a bunch of bacon and the chicken breasts. My wife has one of those uh, pressure cooker things, making some tiki masala in there. Woo! God, butcher box meats. So convenient, so perfect. I absolutely love it. And here's the thing. Even if you're not the best cook in the world, ButcherBox has tons of awesome recipes and resources on their website to help you bring out all the flavor in each cut of meat you get from ButcherBox. And this much, and this month, ButcherBox is offering new members $20 off your very first box, plus free ground beef for the life of your subscription when you sign up at ButcherBox.com slash Jacoby. Again, in addition to all the great meat you'll get and the convenience of having it delivered to your door, ButcherBox is knocking off $20 your first box and throwing in two pounds of free ground beef in every box for the life of your subscription. Two pounds of free ground beef in every single box. That is ButcherBox.com slash Jacoby. ButcherBox.com slash Jacoby. You know what's happened in my family? Reg the Ledge. We used to have one pound of ground beef for Taco Tuesdays. What? And that would almost get it done, but now there's so many people in my family, we need all two of those free pounds of ground beef for Taco Tuesdays. There are five human beings in my family that, listen, go big. Go to ButcherBox.com slash Jacoby and take advantage of all the offers that ButcherBox has. We have the honor of being joined by Triple G. Gennady Golovkin, thank you so much for joining us in the studio. I appreciate the time. Oh, thank you. You have a very big fight coming up against Sergei Derevchenko. What can we expect to see from the two of you in the ring on October 5th? Oh, you know, uh, he's a good fighter. He's a very strong fighter. You know, I know him long time. He had good experience from amateur. Uh, probably this is a tough fight for us. Why are you fighting him? Why are you taking this fight? You know, right now we have uh, two belts, IBF and IBO belts, just... You want to walk away with both belts, is what you're saying. Absolutely. <laughs> Jalen? We've seen you in the ring twice with Canelo. And for, he says you have nothing else to offer to him. So now he's moving up to light heavy to fight Kovalev. What are your thoughts on that? It's it's crazy, you know, answer. You know, he knows we have a contract for September of 14, you know, Independence Mexican Day. He said no. I don't know why. Just I think you know he has problem. He his promotion. You know, just everybody won't watch this fight. I agree. Do you think he is ducking you? Do you think he's scared? <laughs> you know, ask him. I don't know. Really, just I'm ready. I want this fight. Just I'm, you know, and we have a business with the zone. Just come mm-hmm. on. Why his move? I I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the zone because them, along with ESPN, have had some very big fights and some pay-per-view fights. And there's been a re- renewed interest in the heavyweight division, something I haven't seen for quite some time. So between all these great fighters, Fury, Wilder, Joshua, Ruiz, Ortiz, who do you think is the best fighter in the heavyweight division? Oh, I don't know. This is a tough question for me. Just, you know, everybody's different. Everybody's tough. You know, just I, I don't want to say just, you know, just... Fury, you know, just mm-hmm. so many people, you know, just Joshua looks strong, you know, Andrew Ruiz, I know him, he looks good, he win last fight, you know, just everybody's different, you know, just I need just a little bit of time, just take your time, guys, just, you know, who is better, like, it's common. So, when you watch all those different fighters with all those different styles, what do you look for in terms of someone who's the best fighter? 
you know, power, speed, you know. For me, like, I like drama show. I like who bring amazing show, you know, this is awesome. Oh, you like drama? Well, that means you were watching Saturday night, okay? Because I was glued to the TV watching The Truth, Spence Jr., win a split decision versus Showtime Sean Porter. What were your thoughts on that fight? Oh, absolutely. This is a tough fight. You know, both is great fighters. Both is great, you know, boxers. Like, two champions. Uh, this unification fight, like, so great for boxing. You know, I promise. I bring, the, again, you know, just we have a two belts for this fight, you know. Great, great opponent, you know. Good experience for us, you know. Amazing show. We have a good card, you know, just... Don't miss my fight, please. And you always say that you said that you like drama, and we also like to see the drama in the ring, but I've watched your career. Sometimes you're too good for the other fighter. <laughs> Do you think that could be the case against on October 5th? You know, guys, come on. This is boxing. This is boxing. Everybody's different. Everybody's tough. You know, like it's professional athletes. You know, everybody's dangerous. Oh, I know my job. I know my situation. Just... My focus 100% boxing. Well, after your boxing career is over, that's your focus 100% for now. But what do you plan to do as you start to age and you leave the squared circle? Oh, I have a four, no, five fights more. You know, just I have a promotions, Triple G promotions. I have a couple guys who stay with me in my promotions. You know, just I have a plan so for boxing. What are your interests outside of boxing? Like, what do you fill your time with when you're not training or fighting? Oh, you know, just right now, just my old time, stay with my family. I have a kids, I have a beautiful family, just, you know, it's my old time. What's the most challenging thing about being a dad? Oh, <laughs> you know, just, it's a tough question. <laughs> I don't know, like a big father, you know, just, if your kids, like, support you, like, you know, like a, I don't want to stay like idol, you know, like boxing idol, or like I want to stay like a regular guy, you know, want to stay like a regular dad, you know. This is more important for me, like a true dad. Who are some of the fighters that you loved growing up? You know, I like all styles, you know, just I can't say it, just maybe. I like more middleweight division, you know, just of course, like everybody's good, like, you know, like heavyweight division, like Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali, like so many people, like, or before, like Roy Jones, like, come on, like. Floyd Mayweather, you know, just so many legends in middle-age division, like Marvin Hagler, Monson, like Hearns, Duran, like Sugar Ray Robinson, Leonard, you know, just oh, so many great fighters. I like just little by little, you know, just like best points from everywhere. I know you're focused on fighting Sergey on October 5th, but what do you think could be your following fights after that? Come on, come on. If I win this fight, I have a two belts, you know, just I have probably I have official challenger or unification fight. I want a unification fight or maybe going up next category, maybe 168. Mm. Nobody knows. Mm. Well, I want to say thank you so much for coming by. You can always check out that fight on DAZN. It's going to be on October 5th and it's going to be dramatic. You heard it from Triple G himself. He said it's going to bring drama. Thank you so much. Jalen, you know I'm a Daisy fan. You know this year I'm picking up the New Orleans Pelicans. My Die Easy NBA team this year is the New Orleans Pelicans. And guess what we have? Guess what we have? We have Buttich. 
We have footage from practice of my New Orleans you Pelicans. Let's watch the Pelicans fly. Pelicans fly. Oh, Zion, what's this? Out of bounds play? What's Zion going to do? Yang! Jalen. Jalen. Jalen, look at the team. Look at Gentry. Gentry's fired up about it. The Pelicans are exciting. What are your realistic expectations for Zion Williams? Like how many, we were just talking about this, how many points a game for Zion, realistically? Under 15 points. Definitely under 15. Under 10 boards. Definitely under 10 boards. I'm looking to him to get almost two blocks and or one and a half like steals. 11 points, I would say. About 11 points a game. Many highlight reel dunks. Yes, like that. A lot of terrific hustle plays. We diving for loose balls. Engaging with the crowd, exciting the crowd. You know what's exciting to me about this team is we kind of know what Zion's going to be. You know what I mean? Like you and I can be like, yeah, 11, 12 points a game. He's going to get some rebounds, some blocks. What's Lonzo going to be? You know, we haven't seen healthy Lonzo for a while, and I'm a big Lonzo Ball fan. I want him to really show out this season. I think this becomes a breakout year for him. I think so, too. He always competed defensively, Mm -hmm. was always a really good passer. The question on him besides health was always his shot. But for people that follow the game as closely as we do, he actually has been making threes. Yes. Yes. And when you when he's on the same team as LeBron, like he's not LeBron, but he's a little redundant with LeBron. He's best with the ball in his hand and he's a great passer. When you have LeBron, it kind of takes that from him. Him and Drew Holiday in a backcourt. Mm-hmm. Okay. Going to be defense. really competitive. Good defense. Absolutely. They're going to get after you. They're going to get a lot of steals. Mm-hmm. They're going to get out in transition. You have Ingram on the wing to show he could be a scorer in Los Angeles. We talked about Zion as well. So Alvin Gentry always finds ways to get optimum offense out of his teams. Jalen, Lonzo's on a new team. You know who else on a new team? Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler went to a practice. A practice. Not a game? Not a game. It started at 10 a.m. was the practice. And we talked about yesterday about the rhythm of practice and some people show up early and stay late and whatever. He showed up for a 10 a.m. practice at 3.30 in the morning. At 3.30 in the morning. Six and a half hours early. Like, he probably set his alarm for 3 a.m. for a 10 a.m. practice. That's a little crazy to me. No, that's one word. No. Crazy is the word. Leadership. No, Jalen. No. No. Just no. no. So, if he would have showed up an hour and a half early, we wouldn't be talking about this. No, we wouldn't. Correct. And just yesterday on the show... I said, you should probably show up, especially nowadays with all of the medicine and all of the great facilities that they have. Oh, at least two and a half, three hours prior to practice. Mm -mm. So he just doubled that. Mm -mm. You get to the facility, you fall asleep. Okay, when it's six and a half hours, (laughs) you get it out there to all of the young people that I beat you to the gym. Let that be the last time. So just like we showed the Clippers and their rooks going to Chick-fil-A and carrying boxes of clothes and stuff like that, that's the message that he sent. And so this is what Pat Riley, Eric Spolstra, now Jimmy Butler expect Hold up. Hold up. from their team Hold up. to be tough and competitive. Hold up. It doesn't count if you show up early just to take a nap. Like, that's not showing up early. If you slept, that's not showing up early. Like, you got to be awake the whole six and a half hours. But nobody else is there. On the team. The players aren't How's there. How do you even get in? Because you have access. That's what I mean. You have 24. See, this changed. See, players that couldn't always go to the facility with a key card 24-7, 365. That has changed now. 
because teams have their own buildings where they play and their own practice facilities. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you have that access. And he's going to look at every player on his team, especially the young players. Don't let me beat you to the gym no more. That's I'm, what that becomes. I'll be like, Jimmy, I'm not showing up. And it, but no, J- Jacoby. It's it, silly. It silly. creates a residual workout effect. I saw it with OKC, with KD, with Russ, with Harden. Like, you have to get your weight up. If you're Tyler Hero, right, rookie on the on the Heat, are you trying to beat Jimmy to the gym? You're going to show up at the gym, and you're going to see his car. And you're going to be like, oh, man, Jimmy beat me here? Every single time. That's what's going to happen. Good for Jimmy. And I got to tell you guys something else that kind of went under the radar in the Easter Conference last year because, you know, I go deeper into the box score with this. Because I know a lot of people follow this show and like to get the taste-making information. Justice Winslow showed he can play. He did. He did. That was quiet because the Heat weren't really doing much. You know, that was he did. He showed up. As a primary ball handler, somebody could play in the backcourt. You don't hear him in trade rumors as much anymore. You don't hear him in trade rumors as much anymore. I anticipate a big season from him. Also, my guy Tyler Hero. You know why I like him? He, he shoots the three? No. He's athletic? No. He just happens to like the Beastie Boys? Something like that. <laughs> Moving on. You talked about Russell and Harden. And one of the most intriguing things about this season outside of my Die Easy Pelicans is exactly how Russell Westbrook and James Harden will work together. Mm-hmm. And Russell Westbrook addressed this, and here's what he had to say. He said, quote, James has it going. I'll sit there and watch. No problem with me. If you have it going, vice versa. Doesn't really matter who scores, how many points they score, who's scoring. I don't really care. As long as the Houston Rockets are scoring and we winning, that's all I really care about. Now, it's one thing to say that on October 2nd. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to live that throughout the season. Do you think Russell Westbrook is happy taking a sort of second banana roll? I wish we could pull up the sound bites from when OKC played against the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals. Mm -hmm. And there were so many people that were quick to slander Russell Westbrook's style of play. Of course. And I remember being like the only person in the national media that just fawned over the fact that he plays so very hard. I think he's a guy that could play two games in one night, back to back. Mm-hmm. And so that level of effort that he's going to bring is going to be there. And all of a sudden, he continued to progress and became the MVP of the league. And also averaged a triple-double well, he did that one once, season. twice, I, 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 I just need three no, no, times wait, a lady. And when Paul George got traded, I rolled over to go to the bathroom like 2, 3 in the morning. And I looked at the phone being blown up. And I was like, I'm going to tweet, I will not be accepting any Russell slander. And Paul George quoted it at all. And that's what I feel about this situation. Everybody feels like Russ is going to have a problem adjusting. You know what I appreciate about his game? And I'm nowhere near the player that he is in any way, shape, or form. I took pride in high school playing with two other guys that went um, to the NBA, Howard Isley and Voshan Leonard. That means you got to be great and you got to sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. And eight or nine other guys that went and played D1. Then when I went to college as a member of the Fab Five, where you have to defer as well as contribute. And so it says something to me when you're able to perform with other great players. And I've seen stat lines where KD had 50, Russ had 40. Mm-hmm. James Harden, Russ, KD, it don't matter. He's going to find a way to get here. It does have a LeBron and Dwayne Wade in Miami feel to it. You know, and they figured it out. At first it was a little rocky, but they figured out. I feel like this duo will figure it out as well. And you know what else they're going to be doing? They're going to be representing him. Mm -hmm. 
they going to be representing him this year. Mm-hmm. You're going to see a lot of nip this year. Rest in peace. And you're going to definitely hear it, I'm sure, when you get in their locker room. Next, we have more NBA plane updates. Not only are the Kings traveling in style on Drake's plane, or Drake OVO plane, the Pacers have quite a plane themselves. Let's take a look at how they are traveling. Your Indiana Pacers, when you were in Indiana, I don't think you guys had this kind of comforts. Now, this, is, this isn't so much. These are nice seats. Sure, that's luxurious. But wait till we get to the next room. Boom. We got a full-on bar restaurant in here. Like, we got tables and chairs. We got a bar, full bar with a bartender in the back. I have never seen a plane with a full-on restaurant on the inside. Jalen, what does this tell you about how the Pacers are traveling? Well, the Simon family are terrific owners. Mm-hmm. Donnie Wash is a terrific ambassador of the NBA and of that team. I just talked to him recently, and I'm going to go and spend some time with the team. Now, nah, see, I got to get on that plane. Yeah, you got to get on the plane. Larry Bird, we all know I appreciated playing for him. And so Kevin Pritchard, all of the people that they have in place. But the Shout key out. is going to be what people are sleeping on. Victor Oladipo is returning this year. Yep. The Pacers held serve without him last year mm-hmm. and even made the playoffs. Lost Bogdanovich. Okay. But they so, got Brogdon. So, Jalen. So, they're going to be a really good squad in Do you these. know what this reminded me of? I saw the, the way that the Pacers were traveling in style with that restaurant on the plane and those first-class seats. And I was mad at me. Wait a second. Isn't there another professional basketball team in Indiana? Wait a second. They There is. The Indiana Fever. And I was like, wait. I remember them traveling as well. It was a little different. Let's take you on a journey on how the Indiana Fever got from Georgia to Indianapolis, okay? This is in the middle of the night. Now, it's 1 in the morning just on the jetway waiting there. Look at those faces. We've all been there before, right? Now, it's 9 in the morning. Oh, guess what we're doing? Now, we're getting on a bus. Now, we're getting on a bus for an 8-hour bus drive and then getting to the game at 540. Jalen, the disparity between the way the Indiana Pacers travel and the way the Indiana Fever travel is just too wide. So... I was outspoken as a player, mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the reasons why I'm able to do this job on a daily basis to talk about sports, entertainment, politics, and fashion, culture. Okay, So if you've heard me say certain things for decades, I apologize, like the NCAA and how they treat their players. This is a version of that to me, and it disgusts me so very much. This is embarrassing for everybody involved. It's one thing for the players to endure this. It's another thing to be owners of teams, to be a league that allows this to happen when you flagrantly treating your players like second-class athletes. It's one thing. I get it. If you're like, look, the Pacers bring in X amount of revenue. The Fever bring in Y amount of revenue. There's a gap between that. But the gap should not be that. The gap should not be we got a restaurant on one plane and y'all are taking an eight-hour bus ride. Dog. They don't play all year. They play in the summer. Mm -hmm. Okay, and usually that's when the NBA isn't playing. It's a subsidiary of the league. Okay, I know there are going to be people to say, well, if you look at their stands, they're not selling out. Or look at how many people watching it on TV. Or they're not generating this, so you can't get this that for them. That ain't the point. You build it, they'll come. If you treat the product like that— that doesn't make it They'll attractive be to the Russia. average fan. They'll be playing in Russia. That's what's going to happen. I, They'll be I, in it, Russia. It, 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 it upsets me. Like, I, I can't even give you any astute analysis besides the fact that that's embarrassing. Jalen, 
I mean, flat out, that's, that's just embarrassing. I, ha- I have no more astute analysis for you. I hope they have what it takes to strike. Strike? Yes. Yep. Wow. So let me get this right. Okay. S- say I didn't care at all about the WNBA players and I was an owner. Sure. And all I wanted to do was win. Okay. That don't help your product. So, so look, if you want people to play for you, you want to create an attractive product. Mm-hmm. That ain't attractive. That's not how you do it. Nope. Moving on, the Washington football team is a mess. And Jay Gruden, their head coach for now, had this to say about the quarterback position on his own team. Uh, we don't have one right now. I'm going to go out here practice today. We have an uh, individual and a uh, little bit of work we're going to do. I'm going to see the health of the guys. First of all, see where Dwayne's at, and I'll make a decision uh, shortly. So you, you expect to make a decision today? I don't know yet. I might just wait till Sunday at 1 o'clock and just figure it out then. I don't have one right now? We don't have one right now? That's not what you're supposed to say, Coach. That's not how this goes, Coach. Well, here's what I just heard. He don't want to be there no more. He, well, he's not going to be there for long. He don't want to be he's there He's not no going to be there for so, long. No, but, but it's two different things this play. It's one thing if you get fired mm-hmm. and you still want the job. Mm-hmm. It's another thing where you can't wait till they fire you. Oh yeah. So you could go get with your oh, brother yeah. and the Raiders. Oh yeah. No, they've got join no, that no, staff. No, no. He's definitely it, he's got hotel reservations in the Caribbean starting on Wednesday. He'll be, I promise you that. Hey. He'll be in Oakland in two weeks. Mm. Coaching with his Remember brother. where you heard it first. Moving on. Do you remember all the back and forth between Adam Thielen and Kirk Cousins? Adam Thielen was calling him out in the media, Kirk Cousins went and apologized, and the whole time we didn't hear anything from Stephon Diggs. Huh. Stephon Diggs, very outspoken, big personality, wide receiver in the National Football League. Didn't say anything. Well, guess what? He did also didn't do. Show up at practice. And he tweeted mm. this. Now, I'm not an emoji reader. I don't know exactly what that means. I don't either. But he's not at practice, and I know what that means. What does it mean to you? The biggest catch of their season when they eliminated the Minnesota Saints. Minnesota Miracle. Wasn't from Kirk Cousins. Mm-mm. But it was caught by Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. So you bring in Cousins, you get him a big check. You think he's going to unlock Thielen and Diggs. And Diggs, yeah. Especially with a healthy Dalvin a Cook in the backfield. wide receiver tandem and a great running back. So if you have that level of firepower, you're expected to be productive. Mm-hmm. And this falls at the feet of Kirk Cousins because he has not been getting it done. However, I have to say this because there are young people watching this show. That don't necessarily mean skip practice. Yashua practice. He's not injured. That's an important note. He's not injured. So in this culture of athletes making more money, mm-hmm. having a bigger voice, mm-hmm. especially on social media, mm-hmm. it doesn't also give you the license to not represent the words that are in your contract. Yes. He there, is a professional football player. There are consequences for not working when you are paid to work. Correct. And so now he's going to cost himself his hard-earned money because he's unhappy with someone else. If you want to handle it another way, how about you just show up at practice like, hey, y'all, we want to stop, stop that film. Let, I, I need to get this off my chest. Like, there, there's ways to do it. Yes. I just don't like to see people cost themselves money on an emotional thing that's happening and within their profession. And they sneak this in, you know, leaving sort of like LeBron-ish little like breadcrumb trails of how you really feel on social media. Because he's really good. Oh, yeah. Stephon Diggs? Oh, yeah. He's really good. So like, stealing. If, if, if something happens to where they're like, oh, you know, we'll move you, 
He'll have teams lining up to get him. So you're an athlete, professional, NBA veteran. I'm a media veteran. And here's what I know. This doesn't help. Do you know what this makes us in the media do? Watch just how many balls get thrown to Stephon Diggs. Just the body language when he goes to the sideline. The cameras will be on him. The cameras will be on Thielen. We'll be breaking down Thielen and Stephon Diggs' production on Sunday more than ever before. And that doesn't help the team, especially if they lose. Moving on is now time for some very important news that matters. NASA scientists say they're close to announcing something that's going to change not just us. It'll change the universe forever. Bring it. They're close to announcing that they can confirm life on Mars. I'm out. These are NASA scientists. This isn't just like crackpots. This isn't me and my friends getting together and saying there's life on Mars. These are NASA scientists. Jalen Rose with the fresh cut in the waves. Are you ready to finally admit that aliens exist? Life on Mars, dog. How many years? That's in the neighborhood. How many years? They said they're close. Do you realize I did an episode of To Tell the Truth? Mm-hmm. And there were people on that show mm-hmm. that sell property on Mars. Oh, I'll buy some right now. I bet you get it cheap. You get it for cheap. I'll buy some Mars property right now. I got some swamp land in Detroit we could talk about. I've been in Detroit. There's no swamp land there. I've been in Detroit all the time. There's no swamp land. (laughs) Jalen, you know what it's going to take? It's going to take like an actual alien being in your living room for you to finally admit that there are aliens in our atmosphere. No, here's what it's going to take. You get in a space shuttle. You. Mm -hmm. Not Anybody else in science? Okay. You <laughs> not gonna be able get to do in it. a space shuttle. Not going to be able to do it. Go into space. Not going to be able to do it. Because you're so comfortable not that you can make it there. Not going to be able to do it. And then once you get there, you're going to get us footage of what you see. And then you, nope. David Jacoby, are going to nope. bring it back. Jalen Rose, Bill Belichick doesn't really let us in. You know what I mean? He, he doesn't have a big personality. He, he just speaks very factually to reporters. And we don't get his personality. But his teammates know a lot about him. And Julian Edelman took us behind the curtain on a run-in that he had with Bill Belichick. Let's listen to Super Bowl MVP, Julian Edelman. I go somewhere in the the facility, and I just so happen to walk by the hot tub. And Coach is in the hot tub. Obviously, I came in the room to go in the hot tub. But then we made eye contact. And my natural instinct was to, like, turn around and, like, like I was going to leave. But then I saw that he saw that I was in there. And then he got up and got out. And real, real big party foul by a coach. I mean, we're supposed to have shorts on. <laughs> supposed to have shorts. But I guess at 11 o'clock when you're uh, the goat of coaching, you go wherever you, you want. <laughs> Jalen, <laughs> supposed to wear shorts in the hot tub. Coach, not wearing shorts in the hot tub. You know what, Jalen and Jacoby, we're real big on individuals treating shared spaces yes. like it's their personal space. Yes, no, we do not support this. We do not we support, do not support this. this is a we, shared space. I don't care if you're at a health club. I don't care if you're at your team facility. You need to put on some shorts. You need to put on some compression. You need to do it's something. Shared space. If you're going to get in the hot tub. tub, the cold tub, this is the, team's hot the tub. steam room, if you're at the home, sauna. Are you at home? Be as naked as do you whatever want. you want. Do whatever you want. But when you're in a shared space, you're in a hot tub that other human beings might get into. But you know, but 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 those people have certain habits that I learned. What's that? I did some investigative reporting. You you, you got Bob Lee with I, I did. Those sometimes end up being the same people 
that blow up public bathrooms and leave it that way. And then you walk in and there's all types of things in the toilet and you're like, who left it like this? Are you accusing Bill Belichick of blowing up public bathrooms and leaving it that way? Is that what you're doing right here on national television? Usually those same people have that happen. You did some investigative reporting for the first time in the nine years we've been doing this show and that's what you came back with? (laughs) I'm just saying, usually when I'm at airports or wherever, those are the people that would go into a public space naked. Jalen Rose, Spike Lee made a purchase. A $69,000 purchase. Legend. Spike Lee. That's my guy. I love Spike Lee. Gotta get him on the show. He spent $69,000 on a net from the Knicks last championship. I don't know if you know, it was in 1970. A 39-year-old basketball net for $69,000, Jalen. Two words. Number one is the most important. Die hard. Mm-hmm. That's two words for sure. <laughs> Number two, Desperate. But some, like some something. Just give me anything. Some, yeah, give me I'll, anything. anything. anything you, you know what? I'll, I'll take something that was near a championship. <laughs> Correct. I don't it, even need the trophy. It, it looked like Willis Reed. Around. Yeah. I just saw a dude walking down the street that looked like. <laughs> Put him on the team. Put him on the Knicks. God, the Knicks. It's just such a suffering fan base, and they're so passionate. I love Spike Lee's passion for the New York Knicks. Absolutely. I wish I loved anything in my life that didn't have my last name the way Spike loves the Knicks. I got some really important Jalen and Jacoby breaking news of a legend that reached out to me. What happened? That appreciates the love we give them. That reached out to us. Wants me to come on their show. What is happening? And they're hoping to come on our show too. Who is this? You didn't tell me about this. They're hanging in the studio. Okay. And they've never been on the show. And they're on Jacoby's side. What? Who's this? I'm Mike D and I get respect. Uh-huh. You're cashing your jewelry I'm is Mike what I D expect. I'm Mike D and I get respect. You're cashing your jewelry is what I expect. Where did you see Mike D? Reached out via email. He got his own podcast too, The Echo Chamber. That's where I'm going. So, so you know, so you got to come represent with me. Sure. And if it's a day you playing basketball or I'll, something. I'll, I'll cancel all plans for Mike. Okay. You don't understand how important the Beastie Boys are Talk to, to my, me. That's why to, to my life. Go ahead, Jacoby the, Revis. See, here's the thing about the Beastie Boys. <laughs> is they, their careers, the, the decades of music that they made represents a life cycle. And let me explain how. License to ill. Come on the scene. Fight for your right to party. Girls, girls, girls. Immature. In your face. Party boys. That's like you and your teens. You know what I mean? Paul's Boutique. They get weird. They're doing samples from disco tracks. They're mixing and matching. The B-Boy Booyah Bays is just like weird, innovative hip-hop way ahead of its time. Way ahead of its time. Like us eight years ago. Just never seen him this excited. Please Ahead of its time. And then you go to check your head. That's like your 20s, right? Check your head. They're playing their own instruments. They're real musicians He's now. He's doing this off the top of They've the dome. They've got instrumentals. You know, so it's like, oh, that's you in your 30s. And then we know how it goes from there. They release some of their old stuff because they're reliving themselves. It's like a midlife crisis thing. They release their punk album next. And then they go into the, they they do a, a, a tribute. Or they had that one with Q-Tip, that album. And then they did their tribute to New York City, which is like their 50s. 
You know, and it was really they, their career. They didn't do one thing over and over. Like some of my favorite artists, uh, Nas, Jada Kiss, they do the same thing over and over for years and years and years, which is longevity, which is dope. You give the people what they want. You, I got, I do one thing and I do it really well and I keep perfecting my craft. Bars! But the Beastie Boys change and evolve album to album the same way a person changes and evolves decade to decade. I love the Beastie Boys so much. One time Ad Rock came to a Grantland live show. He's really enthusiastic. And he was there right? at the bar and I was standing next to him and I was like, because you know I don't say anything. I, I got to say something. <laughs> I just gave him a pound, and I was just like, man, Adam. Called him Adam. It's like, Adam, man, I really appreciate what you do. He's like, I appreciate what you do, too. And I wanted to cry. I wanted to cry. He knew who you was? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate what you yeah, do, too. He's like, whatever it's it like, is. I appreciate you, too. Whatever it is. <laughs> it's like when you see somebody, you're like, you don't know whether or not you know them. They're like, good to see you again. They're like, yeah, I guess. Jalen. What up, Dow? We got to get Mike D on the show. We got to get Mike D on this show. I'm saving that for you. I knew you'd get excited about that. Reg the Ledge texted us yesterday. I was with you. We were eating lunch, and he was like, you shorted the people today. That's what he said. He said we didn't give the people what they wanted. He and said he was that. still mad today. He's still mad today. Yeah, I brought it to him. I was like, we're in early. We're going to give the people a podcast today. And he's like, yeah, whatever. He's mad. The great thing about our show is even though we clearly work in corporate America on the highest pe- professional platform, Disney and ESPN, there's nothing phony about our program. No. Nope. So we hold each other accountable like great teams and families do. When you don't come correct, we call you on it, and you like, my bad. It ain't an argument. And when Red sent that text... I basically said, you're right. You said we're not giving the people what they want. That won't happen again. You can't say we give the people what they want every day into a microphone and then not give them what they want. Nope. But then when I come in today and I'm like, yo, I got extra time, we got extra energy, I'm trying to I'm trying to make up for yesterday, He was, he's still holding the Can't crush. make up for yesterday. Still holding the I agree with you, Reg. <laughs> can't make crush. up for yesterday. Still holding can't the Can't make up for yesterday. Nope. You know, and one thing I know about Reg the Ledge, he likes it when we use the voicemails. You know, because he goes through a couple of them, picks a couple of them, whatever the first two or three that he listens to. He likes it when we use them. <laughs> if you call 98580-Jalen. Jalen, what's the number? 98580-J-A-L-E-N. And also, I've been cheating the IG Live fam. You have? This program started between eight and nine years ago. I think it's like literally exactly eight years ago. Oh, exactly eight years ago? Yes. And we were only a podcast that we did once a week. It was not in either one of our contracts. It was a passion project. Mm-hmm. Bill Simmons, the pod father, gave us the green light, validated us, put us in the game. Yep. We were called the Rose Report at that point. Not true, but whatever. J- David Jacoby was still super producer, mm-hmm. doing uh, Grantland Television, doing all of the podcasts, creating Sports Nation and all of that. We became a two-hour radio show. We went late-night ESPN. Mm-hmm. We went afternoon, 30-minute ESPN. Two. Now we one hour every day, 2 o'clock ESPN 2. And so why I bring that up is technology has evolved over that time. Yep. Now we can entertain the people via social media. Instagram Live. While we do the podcast. Remember, all of the podcasts you guys listen to, they've been recorded, edited, 
You're getting well, this live. Thing. Here's why. Here's why you want to listen to the Instagram live because we have a safety net. We have intelligent human beings that listen to our content and know, when we've stepped over the line, they edit it out. But if you follow Jalen vs. Everybody on Instagram and you watch the live, they, you can't edit anything out can't that we're saying. Th- this, this is all the way live. And so, so this Reg, is, we're going to call this IG Live Interactive. Reg, because we're giving the people what they want, Carlos. Please, please play a voicemail. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh. Reggie said his computer doesn't work. Oh, okay. Okay. So this is why we got the people. And here's the thing. Another thing is this is Jalen, like, uh, we have a lot of tech problems on this show. You know, like you go on other shows, they got cameramen and, and IT people in a full control room with this, like 30, 40 people work on Get Up every day. First take, same. We got like four people, two laptops. Correct. <laughs> what always <laughs> crashes? Yeah, the, oh, the TriCast. <laughs> We're not a real show, <laughs> not, by the way. Not I, I don't. I don't know people, how we made television. People that work here be like, "When are you going to record your radio show?" Right? <laughs> They'd be like, "I want to come on your podcast <laughs> yeah, all the time." It's like you work here. We're work here. Uh, Reggie said his computer's back up. He duct taped some stuff. He, he put some chewing gum inside one of the holes in the computer, and he got a voicemail for us. Let's play it. Yo, Jalen and Jacoby, this is David. Calling from Holland, Michigan. So I'm listening to the pod. Wait, shout out to Reds, first of all. Shout out to the staff. I'm listening to the pod, and Jalen says he's shooting up the club, and he needs some college. So I got six kids, been married seven years total. So we had six kids. We just had twins three months ago. So I'm neck deep in diapers. So, Jalen, my advice, hey, if you and your lady say it's time to shoot up the clothes, go in locked and loaded, my brother. Much love. Keep getting them checks. Keep giving the people what they want. So every time I complain about my kids, I got three little kids, someone like David reminds me just how different it could be. Six children. What? Damien, what are children? you that? So I will forget my kids' name if there were six of them. Like, I'll be like, does anyone, anyone see Quincy? I've oh, seen him for three days. For you. Houston, we have a problem. You won't forget him. You'll be Antonio Camarotti. <laughs> That's who you'll be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a name for that. He was on HBO. I felt bad for my guy. So David got six kids. He's in Highland, Michigan. Where's Highland? Do you know where that is? It's like uh, two hours from Detroit. Okay. Six kids. He said to you, you're shooting up the club. He said, go in locked and loaded. Yeah. I don't know what that means. What does that mean to you? Bazooka. Uzi. <laughs> you know, I'm learning. So it's different. Well, I'll just talk about me. Okay. Yeah, talk about you, man. It's your show. You know, it, it's different having kids in my late 20s uh-huh. and early 30s than it is in my late 40s. Mm-hmm. Because now technology has advanced to the point where now they're like, if you could produce amazing samples, you could possibly pick and choose if it's gonna be a boy or a girl. Oh, you got, so if you got the, the, the DJ Primo samples, if you got the Primo samples, you got the good samples. But I need to have good samples. And she needs to be ovulating. So what I figured out is, there's a lot of time to practice. <laughs> not a game, not a not, game. Not a game. We talking about <laughs> we practice. Talk about practice. <laughs> okay. So I need to get right for 90 days. 
any bad habits that I have. Any bad habits? I don't want them to be a part of my sample. Okay. So little, that's just a responsible adult. You're on a little cleanse? Yeah. A little cleanse? I'm eating better. Cleaning my skin. I'm doing everything. <laughs> Cleaning my skin. Going to the dentist. Doing all types of stuff. <laughs> oh. It's a lifestyle. Listen, I think that like every fertility doctor will tell you that you gotta go to the dentist before you gotta go to the dentist. <laughs> Definitely related. It's a lifestyle. Definitely related. Definitely related. <laughs> Definitely related. Shout out to Mimi in Austin. Shout out. Big up Ray Jackson, the homie. Five five forever. Yeah, Ray Jackson. He got a podcast on Wednesdays, he told me. Oh, he does? I'm gonna have to go represent. Oh yeah. Get on the show. You know, CeCe said he wants us to come on the pod. Done, done, and done. Ryan Rucco. I've never Ryan, met Ryan, Ryan Rucco, but I love that man. Mm-hmm. I love that man. He's good at what he does. Yeah, he's it. He's good at what he's, he does. He's so good at what he does. I'm like, you only 30 something? Yo, he's the next Marv. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm calling it right now. He'll be he'll be doing the finals in 10 years. I promise you. I ain't mad at he's that. He's the next Marv. All right, David, thank you so much for the call. I know Jalen appreciates your support. We all, while he's shooting up the club, we got the Uzi. We now we now you popping the trunk for real. I'm popping the trunk. The trunk. I'm popping the trunk. Got to give them what they want. Uh, Got to give them what they need. I have so many follow up <laughs> questions. I'm not gonna ask. Reg, please play another voicemail before I get fired. And I'm more flexible than I thought. What up, Jalen Jacoby? This is Mike from the Bay Area. Shout out, Reg. Uh, I got a. Quick, uh, soft move, a boss move. So, Jacoby, you are the rec league slash pickup, uh, Hall of Fame guru expert. And is it a soft move or a boss move when, when I play with friends or with strangers, I don't like to high five people. I don't like high fiving after a good play. I go out of my way to avoid the people who like high fiving. Uh, not to mention it's kind of unsanitary. Uh, you don't know where people's hands have been before the game, during the game. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I think we're just, we're not professionals. We shouldn't be high-fiving. You just, I'm in the zone. I make a good play. Someone else does. We go back on defense and you, you go along your way. So appreciate it. If you could let me know that if I should be high-fiving people, even though I don't want to. All right. We'll talk to you later. Mike, you know, I respect the fact that you took time out of your day to call 9580 Jalen and leave us a voicemail. I respect the fact that you listen to the podcast. I respect your passion for our product. But that is a soft move, my guy. As the senior rec league pickup analyst, not just of ESPN, but of the world, I have to say that high five create energy. You know, positivity on the basketball court. Be be a, an agent for good, not an agent for bad. If I held my hand up and you ran by me and you didn't high five me, that's a problem. That is a problem. I agree with Jacoby. We appreciate your support and everybody that supports the pet program. Shout to AP twenty ARP twenty four. Shout out. You're a bad teammate. You're a bad teammate. That that's kind of high fives are kind of all I bring to the table at this point in my basketball career. Yeah. It's, I'm a I'm a locker room guy. Yeah. That that's like I re, I remember a time where I forgot who it was that I played with. I wish I knew their name. Where they was trying to legislate when people tapped them on the backside after they made a play. And I, that's gone away over time. Have you noticed that? No, not necessarily. And no, no, it, it's it's diminished over it's time. Diminished. It's diminished over but time. The game it has hasn't disappeared. That's why I brought it up. Yes, that's yes. why I brought it up. So, just like technology has changed, and how we view a lot of things, you don't notice 
players tapping each other on the backside as much. But what you do notice is way more handshakes. So you can't be a guy that's not doing a handshake at all. Nope. LeBron yeah. James has a handshake for the 15th man. The 15th man, he got a handshake for the security guy. He got a handshake <laughs> for his Uber driver. <laughs> by the time he gets an Uber, by the time he gets out, they got a new handshake. Correct. He got a handshake for me. Correct. I've never met him. You're a bad teammate. You're a bad teammate, Mike. Mike, You're a bad listen. Teammate. You're a great yo, Jalen and Jacoby say, supporter. You came, and we love us. you came to us for the advice and sometimes we're your brothers. We're going to tell you when you're wrong. You are wrong, Mike. You can't be wrong. playing basketball worrying about sanitation at that moment. Yo, you got to be worried about winning. You don't even have to make the shot and I'll give you a pound. I'll say good shot. You're not going to make 100% of them. Good shot. Good decision. Big win. Big win last night. Yeah, tell us about the Jacoby's game. Jacoby's team. Tell us about the game. Oh, man, we started out down. We were missing everything. They were getting buckets on us. We were down by like eight. We called a timeout, and it was like, look, only number five is going to score. Number five is the only guy that's going to score on their team. I've heard that number five said a lot of times <laughs> about me when I couldn't be stopped. Like, we got to get number five. Let someone else beat us beside number five. Also, they were playing a zone. It's like, listen, let's not take the first shot. Let's four or five passes per possession, skip pass, entry pass, dribble, connect the defenders, kick it. We And then we got a bunch of like 10-foot jumpers in a row. Great win from the Flyers. We also almost gave it up, too. We were up by like 11. All right, I got to you know oh, we're oh, up oh, by oh, three. Oh, hit, hit the brakes, Rich. Four, six, and four. I know what you're going to ask. Four, six, and he four. He's asking me. You, I'm hearing a lot of team stuff. I, I, four, six, and four. I'll tell you right now. Four points, six rebounds, probably six assists, four rebounds. Okay. That's yeah. a good game. That's how. That's what I Running do. Running time. That's a good yeah, game. That's what I do. I don't score points, that's but I always game. get assists. And that's also, I, I had two great passes where my behind team was back, layup. Behind the back, air or on the bounce. No behind the back. What? Just a lot of no look. They're playing a zone. Not a lot of opportunity for behind the back passes what? against the zone. Got Think about you. it. Good point. Think about it. Good point. Also, they we were up. We're up at the end of the game. Running time. Six minutes left. I mean, six. We're up by six. Two minutes left. They stay in the zone. Like honestly, like I don't want. I want to call timeout on their behalf and be like, "Why are y'all in the zone?" What are you doing? You know what else? So I we're want... doing 40-second possessions. What are you doing? They're not fouling. They're just in the zone. And y'all, y'all 3 0 now. Yeah, one was a forfeit. That count? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that count? 3 0. 3 0. That count? 3 0. Lions with 2 on 1. I'm yes, like, we undefeated. undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> so, Reggie was mad at us, said we didn't deliver with the people what they wanted yesterday. So, we're taking extra time today to give the people what they want. Exclusive podcast content. If you call 985-80-Jalen, you can leave us a voicemail just like this one. Reg? Reg the Jalen and Jacoby, what do you do, baby? My name is Josiah. I am seven years old, and my, and my dad and I listen to this podcast every day. These two questions are for Jalen. I work really hard on my basketball game because my dream is to be an NBA or overseas player. So I would like to know, Jalen, what are some things you did to help your game? My second question is, I love watching shooters, and I would like to know how fun it was to be a duo with Reggie Miller. By the way, definitely you're welcome to put me on the show. Okay, bye. Great sign-off. Okay, bye. Thank you for the call. Love Josiah. No doubt about it. We appreciate the love, and that's another thing. Mother, daughter, father, son, couples, kids, feel free to call the show. We're getting you on our podcast after eight years. We are the heartbeat of the people. Mm -hmm. I was just walking in today. Bill Wolf, like Isaac, you ready for the new pod to come out? His son listens to the pod. Mm. He supports the Jalen and Jacoby movement. Same with this seven-year-old who just called in. 
father, sons. I was walking down the street. Gentleman comes up to me. He goes, I'm listening to you right now. He goes, you know my son. CGF, Christian Grant Fields. His dad, David Fields. He's like, I'm listening to you right now. Show me his phone. That's love. So much love. We go over and above to make sure we're the heartbeat of the people. And I want to make sure I answer this young man's question because he yeah. took time to call. Yeah, shout out to Josiah. Shout out. When I was your age, the things I did as it related to working on my game, I had a basketball basically with me 24-7, 365. Yep. If I'm laying in the bed at night on my back, I'm shooting. Yep. Just imagine it. Because remember, the first step to your dream is imagination. Right? Everybody was telling me I wasn't going to make it to the league. You? Of course. The bumps on your face? Your rock teeth? You're so skinny. You're so broke. Look at the patches in your sh- your your pants. Look, you, those shoes are too small for you. I saw you with your shoes off. You got corns on every feet. Ain't no way you're making it to the league. I was like, all right. Going to the store. The ball was so big, I was skinny at the time. I just lift my leg up higher mm-hmm. until I can walk and... Put my foot on the I, ground to the point where I can walk the dog. I got more concrete advice for Josiah. Got to work the offhand. Got to work the offhand early. Yeah. Early. It's kind of like learning a language. You can learn a new language much better when you're a child than you can when you're an adult. You can develop your offhand much easier when you are young than you can when you are old. Here's the number one thing I want all young players, all parents, all coaches to try to get young people to do as they start to play basketball. It's going to be the most awkward thing ever until you get it. That's jump off the opposite foot and make a layup. Watch Kyrie. Watch Kyrie. If you ever watched Kyrie, if you ever watched Steph Curry, they've mastered that. Mm-hmm. So, lefties, I know you can jump off your right foot and make a left-handed layup. But you know what I want to see you do if you're left-handed? Jump off your left foot and make a right-handed layup. Yep. And the opposite looking in the mirror for righties. When you're able to do that, it's going to unlock your game so much. Another thing, whether you're in seventh grade, Jacoby, or your 17th year in the league, guess what never changes? That the free throw line is 15 feet away. Mm-hmm. The free throw line never changes. The, the shot clock changes, whether you have it or not. The yep. lane line changes. Three point line changes. The three point line your changes. Defenders change. Your the teammates ball change. Changes. The ball changes. Everything else Everything changes. Changes. The free throw line doesn't change. And I'm going to teach you guys something. When you add a court, there's a nail in the center of the, of the free throw line. That nail represents the center of the front of the hoop. Okay. You line up at that nail and you shoot straight. You should be a 75% free throw shooter. Just doing that. And but just- you got to follow through. Because when you follow through, you get the soft rim roll. One thing I love about Josiah is he kind of sneaked this you too. I at heard the it. end, at the end, he was like, "What's it like playing with Reggie Miller?" Yeah. <laughs> well, well, but but maybe the dad showed him that forty forty we put on Philly. Yeah. I'm maybe just saying. Did. Maybe yeah. did. maybe he was watching. What's it like playing with a real Hall of Famer? I know. So so <laughs> here's what I learned from all greatness on each level, and I want to pay homage to one of them right now, Reggie Miller. Is he's constantly working on his craft. Getting to the gym early, getting up shots in practice, constantly before, during, after, games, hours before, then during, before, during, and after. And also, young people, go game speed. 
it's one thing to do your combination dribble yep, yep, between yep, the legs, yep, behind the yep, back, yep, but you gotta have some tempo with that thing. And you gotta actually stand a basketball stance. You can't be standing straight up. Knees bent, hips down, in a basketball stance. You do those things, you stay committed to the game, and lastly, people will not like playing with you if you're two things. A ball hog or turnover prone. Or if you don't give people high fives like my man Mike. If you're but but I'm telling you, you there's some of the most talented people walking the face of this earth that didn't necessarily get a chance to elevate playing basketball because they were ball hogs or turnover prone. Those are the two things that turn off every coach and every teammate you'd ever have. That's a really good point. Thank you so much for calling Mike. Thank you so much for calling Josiah. Appreciate you. We'll be back tomorrow. Why's that, Kayla? We're not done. We're not done. We're not done. They're my little guys. I love them. Speaking of the hobbits, let's talk about LeBron James. All I care about is my nipples. Seriously. <laughs>